Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to The Daily Break. I'm Andrew Tallman. Here's what's happening today at Newsweek. Have you ever flown standby? You know, where they put you on a list and then if enough of the other passengers don't show up or if people accept incentives that are offered, then you get to get on the plane because somebody else didn't. It's not the most fun way to fly, but it can be done. Maybe you're more familiar with being waitlisted for getting into school. You know, you put in your application, they say we'd like you but not quite enough, and we'll let you know if enough of the other people that we like better drop out. Again, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Well, the same kind of philosophy applies to waitlists for affordable housing. There is a scarcity of affordable housing, you know, the kind of apartments or homes that people who have low-end incomes or even average incomes might apply for because there's government assistance involved typically, and there's always, I mean always, more applicants than there are actual places to live. Well, that's the story in Chicago, and it's been that way for quite a long time. The Chicago Housing Authority maintains these lists of people who would like affordable housing, subsidized housing, and they do not get it. At least not right away. But you typically would expect that your wait time for something like that would be what? Maybe a couple of months? Maybe a year? How about 29 years? Chicago alderwoman Jeanette Taylor. Alderwoman Jeanette Taylor recently published a photo on Twitter of a letter she received from that housing authority dated May 20th of this year telling her that the affordable housing voucher that she had applied for when she was a single mom in 1993 finally came through. 1993. At the time, she had three children. She wound up having two more children since then, raising all five of them in a single bedroom apartment. And of course, now you know a little bit the end of the story that she winds up being a Chicago alderwoman. So she applied in 93. She finally got a call back on her application in 2004 when they told her that her son, who had just graduated high school at the time, couldn't be on her lease, that she still wasn't going to get approved for for another 18 years. But finally... This year, top of the waiting list, ready to go. Congratulations. The average wait time in Chicago for a housing voucher, 19 months. According to the Center on Budget and Priority Policies that came out with a report last year, only two of the 50 largest housing authorities in the U.S. have average wait times of less than a year. Some of them have average wait times. That's average wait times of eight years. And if you go countrywide, two and a half years is how long the average family waits to get an affordable housing voucher. And some people never get to the top of the list. I mean, by comparison, 29 years seems relatively short. I mean, can you bequeath your spot on the affordable housing voucher waitlist to your children or your grandchildren? Well, grandma got in line in 1953, and we've been waiting ever since. Not that unreasonable of a question when you see something like this. Do you consider yourself a toucher, a hugger, the kind of person that enjoys making contact with other people or having them make contact with you? Well, science has an opinion about this, right? And the general consensus is that most people, the vast majority of people, not only like being touched, but need it. As in, it's almost therapeutic. It's the kind of thing that when you get more touch from other persons, you feel better, you heal better, you're more happy. And when you don't get it, it's really bad for you. 
almost like there should be a recommended daily allowance of touching that you meet the threshold for in order to just have basic mental and physical health. And this is especially problematic for people who are older or who live alone, especially when you're talking about skilled care settings where there might be a shortage of people to be able to provide the kind of touch that is really an essential health benefit to most people. And this is the part where you should start to be a little bit concerned. I don't mean concerned about the problem. Yeah, that. I mean the solution is going to concern you because we think we might have one. Research being done by the Nara Institute of Science and Technology, Kyoto University of the Arts, and the Guardian Robot Project, you know where this is going, published in Scientific Reports in April of this year, shows that when robots touch people, they feel better. In fact, when robots are used instead of people to provide that contact to other people, they consistently feel better than if they're not touched at all. And hold on to your weirdness hats, If the robots are programmed to talk to the people, they feel even better than when they're just touched. The researchers took 31 study participants who sat in front of a robotic arm that was programmed to provide a gentle pat on the upper back and also with a speaker that played an audio recording of conversation in a nursing setting. The participants were then hooked up to sensors and provided data based on their facial muscles, the ones that are linked to emotional experiences. They were also asked how they felt about it, and all the data came out with the same conclusion. People like being touched and talked to by the robot, and if all they got was just touch, that was still better than nothing at all. And of course, this is being used as a springboard for the possibility of providing robot touch companion talkers to people in isolated settings or the elderly. You look very nice today. There, there. There, there. I just, it creeps me out. But, okay, look at the possibilities. If this works and it improves people's quality of life and health, what is there to object to other than just the weirdness factor? I do have a concern, though, and I'm sure the researchers are going to look at this over time because longitudinal studies, you know, the kind that follow people over the course of months or even decades sometimes to see the overall effect over time. The question is, if we start providing people who need it therapeutically or are living alone or the elderly with this kind of automated touch talking, does that wind up becoming a substitute for human interaction, the kind that would, I assume, be even more high quality and far more meaningful, both for the person being given the touch and also for the person doing the touching? I mean, robot touches might be nice, but surely they're not a long-term solution for the overall society. Then again, how many people waking up, going to work, dreading what's about to happen, wouldn't mind a nice little, it'll be okay today, they're there, on their way into work or when they're getting up in the morning. Sometimes you can know a thing is not real, and it still makes you feel good. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. And finally, if there's a thing that can be done, there's somebody who can do it the best file. The reason we have the Guinness World Record, folks, right? And in that vein, I bring you Molly, the guinea pig, who apparently has been inspired by the NBA playoffs to perform a world record related to slam dunks with a basketball. A very, very small basketball. Go back, go back, go back, go back.
Yes, that's the sound of Emma Mueller with a proof of performance video that Molly can do not one, not two, but four miniature basketball, about an inch and a half diameter, slam dunks into a hoop four times in 30 seconds, thereby breaking the well-recognized world record standard for basketball slam dunks within 30 seconds by a guinea pig. Now, Emma claims that under the right circumstances, Molly can achieve as many as eight slam dunks, which do involve her going back and forth between the ball supply on the one hand and over to the miniature hoop on the other hand and being gently coaxed by voice as you hear Emma on the recording. She says up to eight, but she was only able to capture her doing four, which was well more than enough to get recognized by the Guinness people for the world record. Now, personally, I'm not sure that Molly can do eight, but I think if you put it out into the world that you are capable of doing eight, maybe somebody else doesn't even try to best you. You know, it's just her way of protecting the title. Apparently, by the way, basketball slam dunks by rodents is a relatively common category. Benny the Bunny holds the record for doing seven of them in the course of a minute. I mean, typically animals get records for things like living a long time, 190 years for the Jonathan tortoise as the oldest living terrestrial animal just acknowledged in January, or, you know, height for a Great Dane from Texas at three and a half feet tall, or a chihuahua named Toby Keith dubbed the world's oldest dog. But I guess now we're into the Guinness Book of World Record animal performance category, where if you can come up with a thing that can be measured and timed, you might be able to get a Guinness World Record. That's it for the Daily Break. Be sure to head over to Newsweek.com for these stories and more, including our growing podcast lineup, and consider subscribing to the digital and print editions of Newsweek if you haven't already. Hit me up with that five-star rating, please. I'm Andrew Tallman. Thanks for listening to The Daily Break, brought to you by Newsweek. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.